Welcome builders from Lakeland, Florida. This is the Build Your Success Leadership Podcast with your host, Brian Brogen. We're going to empower and equip you to build yourself and then build others. Now, let's build up with your host, Brian Brogen. Hello, builders. We would love to welcome you to this episode of the Build Your Success Podcast. Here at the Build Your Success Podcast, we like to build you so you can build us. We do that through our training coaching and our events, but we also do that through this podcast and bringing special guests. I'm excited today to have Dr. Benjamin Ritter on the podcast. Let me tell you a little bit about Dr. Benjamin Ritter. Dr. Benjamin is a leadership and executive and career coach, L&D director. He values geek. He's an international speaker, podcaster. He's an author, mentor, and he's passionate about guiding leaders in finding and creating sustaining career they love. I know he's passionate about that. Here's a, here's a quote he has here. He says, I think there's a way to beat the system, to work outside of it, to change the boundaries for myself and for everyone, to knock some sense into people that are limiting their work and life. I love that idea and thought, Dr. Benjamin. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I, whenever I hear that, I well, one, I, I said it. So it's like, okay, I reflect back on my, my own journey, though and how i think i was a little bit lucky and just in terms of my circumstances uh where i grew up with a very un kind of uh un unboxed in uh kind of experience and relationship to work right my father was an entrepreneur we fixed homes together when i was a kid he was a real estate agent worked in hospitality waited tables uh, I decided I wanted to be a professional soccer player when I was younger. So I never really bought into the kind of the corporate nine to five lifestyle. It took me a while to realize why I was having such a hard time sitting at a desk uh, because I never really understood why people were holding themselves to certain limitations as it relates to work. And so that's kind of been the foundation of a lot of my ideas, my philosophies, and how I try to inspire and empower people when it comes to their professional life. That is great. It, it makes me remember a quote, and I, I think it was Edison, but I'm not positive, but said that if we did everything we were capable of, we would astound ourselves. And, and I just those limiting beliefs just, just restrict us and constrain us, so it's good to get outside of that. Dr. Benjamin, I want to ask you the question we ask all of our guests here. What does leadership and being a leader mean to Dr. Benjamin Richer? Hmm. Well, leadership doesn't, uh, leadership doesn't matter unless you have followers, but uh, I kind of veer away from that and more focus on self-leadership. So leadership for me is one, the ability to lead yourself first and foremost. And then second, the ability to create an environment around someone that helps them also lead themselves. And so a lot of times people think, oh, leadership is about persuasion. It's about motivation. It's about the individual that's in front of me. That's not the case at all. It's actually about the environment around that person. As a leader, you can't control the actions of someone, but you can figure out what that person needs to help influence those actions. So that's what leadership means to me. I think that's the excellent definition of leadership. I love the fact, you know, helping others and giving them what they need, the tools, the resources, the training, whatever they need to be successful and helpful and, and create that environment for them, I think is a great way to have leadership. You know, something you uh, talk about and it is something you use modeling, the team model of managing to motivate. I'd like to hear more about that. Tell our listeners about the team model to motivate. Yeah, and this, this came up a little serendipitously. I was in the beginning of my professional career and I was leading a free workshop for the City of Chicago Small Business Association. 
and talking about goal setting and working with people from literally someone that was homeless and talking about setting up a stock, you know, a stand to sell stocks on the corner of the street. And then someone that was like an investment banker that wanted to start their own firm. It was a very interesting room. But we had a great, uh, great conversation. I think we created some some really good seeds of, of positive change in the world during that workshop. But as I was leaving, the, there was a lot of really great energy in the room. And the, the chief uh, chief deputy kind of uh, came like walking by and he's like, what what's going on here? of the business affairs kind of department and he said get this guy in my office and so they called me and i jumped into his office and he's like can you put together a leadership workshop for our leaders here in the city of chicago and i said you betcha <laughs> of course i can when do you need it and so built you know that that moment led me to start questioning well what do people really need um in this kind of in this environment as leaders and i put my you know as well, I think a lot of frameworks and models, they, they develop when you need to present on them in terms of how can I get people to actually retain this information. And so the team model of managing to motivate came from the kind of that mo that moment where I had to create something to train leaders, which I didn't do before in my early in my career. And as I was putting together the framework, I was, you know, operating by this definition of that people can't lead someone unless you give them the tools to lead themselves. So how do you help them? feel empowered, have the resources, uh, do the work that energizes them and motivates them. And it's like, okay, so, you know, you need to actually focus on the environment around to help them craft their job, as well as to help empower them to do their job. So the team model of managing motivate stands for uh, each, each letter stands for a different pillar within that model. T stands for trust. So none of nothing matters unless the individual that you're leading actually trusts you as their leader. Now, you could also throw in, do they trust the organization, but it's more important that they trust the leader. So there's different components on how to build that trust, and we can get into those. The E stands for environment. So that relates to, well, what are they, how are they working each and every single day? What are the resources they have available to them? What sort of issues are they struggling with in terms of their work and their customers? And do they feel empowered to solve those issues? Have you helped them solve them? And do they have the resources to actually solve them and do the work? You know, for it can be something as simple as someone needs to, to write something down each and every single day, but they can't find a pen, right? That is that is something really simple, but some pe sometimes people overlook that when it comes to do, is someone empowered to do their job. The A stands for actual work. And so does this person really enjoy what they're doing or are they working on things that are really rather draining to them? And so it's a conversation with the leader and the employee to say, okay, what energizes you? What drains you? How do we help you craft your job to be more meaningful for you and more related to your career development, as well as what actually you enjoy doing on a daily basis? And then the M stands for meaning. And so do you actually perceive meaning from the work that you're doing? Do you see the impact that it has? Do you understand the value within, within it, not just for the organization, but for yourself? And those pillars, if you could, if a leader can do those for their individual, similar to job crafting, but more so it's almost like um, career crafting for, for your employees, you're going to inspire them. You're going to engage them. You're going to have a higher level of trust with them. You're going to get higher levels of productivity, retention, et cetera. So put that together and uh, started it's basically been providing workshops on that model since that moment. We hope you're enjoying today's podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Build Consulting Services. Are you ready to reduce workplace conflict? 
reduce employee turnover, and increase your productivity? If you're ready to put Brian to work for your company, give him a call at 863-800-9658 or email him at brianb at buildcs.net. Now, back to today's episode. That is great. So for the listeners, I'm just going to recap that. It's trust, environment, your actual work, and the meaning, the purpose of what you're doing. And I, and I think that there's times that, that that meaning will drive you even when the work you're doing, you don't enjoy doing. But if you understand the meaning and the purpose behind it, you'll, you'll press through some of those some tasking and challenging things. But I do agree with you. You've got to have that environment that, that really helps do that. So you know, we have a, a 20 to 25 minute podcast here, but I would love you to just expound on the first one, trust. Give us some tidbits about why it's important to have trust. I know the speed of trust is a book that I love and, and re- go back to and how important trust is to team building relationships. Whew. It's such a big topic. Without trust, you don't have anything. Uh, but in trust is built from transparency, it's communication, it's developed from the feelings of, the, you know, my leader has my back, my leader supports me, my leader looks out for me. It, it comes from recognition and feedback, not just uh, constructive, but more so positive feedback. Uh, without, without trust, uh, you know, the person that's showing up to work is coming from a place of scarcity, it's coming from a place of fear. And if an individual is in that mindset, they can't do anything in terms of uh, creative work. They can't be innovative. They can't um, actually allow their defenses to, to drop so that they're not operating through cortisol and through stress. Um, so then if that's not if that's not the case, they can't build relationships. Uh, it's like without without trust and, and instead you're operating from a place of fear, uh, your organization is is ultimately going to I mean, you may still grow, but it's, it's you're kind of growing with a, a boulder attached to your leg. You know, you're, you're going a lot slower than you could. And then eventually people also burn out because if people are operating from a place of fear that they're going to lose their job. Uh, they're, they're just going, they're usually going to hide or they're going to overwork or they might do both. And you're not, it's, it's not a, those are not a good ingredient to a successful team that is going to be productive and to, to be retained. Uh, one of the examples that I give in terms of building trust, a lot of times leaders will only talk to their employees when something is wrong or when they need something. That, in essence, is similar to when, you know, your parents would yell your full name out loud, and, you know, because you were in trouble for something. It's like Benjamin Ritter, you know, instead of just Ben or son, you know, and, and so I knew when my full name was yelled, I was in trouble. And that sparked a bunch of fear, a bunch of negative emotions within myself. Now, leaders sometimes operate in only that mode because all they're doing is communicating when they need something, when someone's in trouble. And so that doesn't build trust. You should actually be providing probably three to five, and I think the number was actually seven. I think that's a lot. Positive con- you know, comments to any sort of directive or negative comment to the people that work for you as a leader if you want to really have a, a positive relationship where it's anchored in, okay, when my leader's talking to me, it's not about me getting more work or me being in trouble. And if you can do that and if you can switch the anchor of, okay, my leader's reaching out to me, it's actually I'm excited about this, then that, that is really a sign of trust. 
This is a great acronym. I, I think trust would be the foundation, and I'm glad it's, your acronym starts with trust. Uh, and and teams are so important. You know, that old African proverb: if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with other people. And I think that having a team just uh, multiplies what you're able to do. And, and, and then that trust amongst the team, you, you, I've seen it in my career where there's trust. People just work together and they're flowing really well together. And when there's not trust, there's frustration uh, with, 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 okay, I don't know what's next. And, and sometimes as you alluded to, uh, they're scared to do something because they don't know what the reaction from the leader is going to be. And so they just kind of stand in this pattern of, uh, if I do this, what'll happen? If I do that, what'll happen? So I think, having that open communication. And at times you got to, you got to, I heard someone say that, you know, bad news doesn't get better with time. You have to bring the bad news in a transparent way and understand, Hey, let's, let's have a conversation about why I'm disappointed. hundred percent, hundred percent. I, I will work with leaders pretty regularly on creating, you know, radical candor or, you know, if you've ever read that book, by Ken Scott, it's a great one. If you ever want to start a book club at your organization and you want to increase trust and feedback, read Radical Candor and have meet on it every other week or so. Uh, but so you go over this topic on feedback, then you realize that the leader doesn't have a conduit for that feedback. They don't actually have time one-on-one -on -one with their employees. And I, I fight tooth and nail when I'm working with leaders and I bring up the topic of one-on-ones and they're like, what do you mean I have to meet with my employees one-on-one -on -one weekly? That's, that's insane. I don't have time for that. And we, we talk, we talk every week anyways. And I go, try it. Just let me, I'll tell you, I'll explain to you all the benefits of one-on-ones, but you're not going to believe it until you try it. And getting that time with an individual that's protected, that they can expect that they know you're going to listen and, and ask questions and be there to guide them and coach them and not just kind of a taskless update. It is game changing in terms of creating relationships with your team. And those relationships create motivation, which creates productivity. It's just unreal what can happen when you start increasing the trust within a department or within an organization. Yeah, and Benjamin, I know you know you deal with a lot of teams and consulting just like I do, but with leaders, we have to be careful. You know, a lot of times we're problem solvers. And so we're looking for problems to solve. And sometimes the team members realize the only time this person gets with me is something negative. And, and we and lessons learned in our industry, in the, uh, and I work in the construction industry and project management industry, we have lessons learned. Well, typically lessons learned are about negative things, things that went wrong. That's not really the lessons we want to learn. Let's, let's learn from what we did right. Let, let's, let's have some focus on what we're doing well and learn from that as well. There's a, there's a lot of new research that, that shows if you want to change behavior, show someone the highlight reel, you know, not, not where they messed up and you show someone where they messed up. They're going to, you know, the ego, the ego gets in the way. They can get defensive. They focus on the negative, but if you show them every great catch they've ever made, right, you show them all the wins that they made, they understand, okay, that's the behavior that I want to continue. That's the behavior that I want to see more of. And that positive reinforcement is just so powerful. Uh, there was a study that, you know, looked at the different types of feedback, either, negative feedback, positive feedback, or no feedback. I'm not sure if you heard this before, but what do you think had the, the worst impact on a, on a team, you know, on the level of engagement of a team? It's got to be the negative feedback. Surprisingly, it was no feedback, by the way. Okay. So ignoring your team is 20 times worse than either giving positive or negative feedback. 
Now, negative feedback was six times worse than giving positive feedback. So if you just give positive feedback, you were actually going to, and because, and a lot of leaders are afraid of how to give feedback. So they're afraid they're going to say something wrong. So I go to them, just give positive feedback. You see something good, be, call it out specifically and give positive feedback around it. Great. You don't even have to give constructive feedback if, if you're afraid right now. And maybe you need some training and we need to coach and guide you. But that will, that will in, incredibly increase your levels of engagement and trust in an organization. Now you add in, you add in some constructive feedback but you do it in a way that makes sense. Like you call out the, the, the specific situation. You don't make assumptions. You talk, call out the specific behavior. You call out the impact that their behavior had and ask for commitment. You know, then, then you actually can have create good dialogue. But if, uh, if you give negative feedback in a way that is, is attacking an individual or comparing them to somebody else, you will create a poor situation. It will not be good. So I veer more towards the, just focus on the, on the positive feedback right now. Well, that, that's why I have the build yourself, build. I mean, I'm talking about building people up because when I first entered the industry, the, our supervisors bragged about tearing someone upside and down the other, you know, tearing people down and then send them back out to do their job after they're, you've tore them down. It makes zero sense. Please don't brag about tearing someone up one side and down the other. Let's talk about corrective coaching and training and, hey, you did a wonderful job here, but here's some places you can have some improvement and how can I help you do that is a whole lot better than just completely destructive criticism. Uh, and I think we can, we can all learn to do a better job of that. Yeah, there's, there's never a reason as a leader to try to make someone worse off than when they, when they came to you, right? It's like, well, I was going through this performance development process and I'm doing quarterly reviews and training everybody on it. And, you know, one of the, my, my biggest points I make at the end is, look, after you've worked with someone on a plan on how they're going to get better and improve and develop in an organization, it doesn't matter what they've done before. It doesn't matter how poorly they've performed because now you have a plan and that is a positive thing. So instead of focusing on whether they need to improve or the negative aspects of their you know, maybe they're on a performance, you know, improvement plan of some kind. You need to focus on the plan moving forward and how you're going to support them in that process. You, it does not help you whatsoever for, for you to, to tear somebody down as a leader. It's, you may feel like you want to because you're offended or you feel like your trust is broken, but unless that you're kicking that person out of the org, that person is, is still part of your team. And by tearing them down, you're just going to get more negative behavior. So, you know, what do you really want? What's the outcome you want to achieve? So drop your ego and work with them to improve. Yeah, I think that power of the pause to take a moment and think about how they're going to respond to the way I want to react and then change how you're going to do that by having some thought before you just, you know, fly off the handle and, and, and give some constructive criticism. And I put, for those who are listening, I put the air quotes on that uh, because I think feedback and positive working together and understanding what is, what are the, the, the meaning? Why are we doing what we're doing and, and why I'm disappointed in your actions or maybe I've misinterpreted them and how can we get back towards our common goal of, the, of what we're trying to accomplish here? Yeah. Goal orientation. That's kind of like the, the the main pillar in crucial conversations it's the reason why conflict increases is because two people lose track of their goal in a conversation and they, they become defensive and they start personalizing things 
And so when you're communicating with an individual, what is always right before you go into that conversation, what's your goal? What are we trying to, what are we trying to accomplish? Great. That starts getting off track. Someone starts bringing up the past. Someone starts bringing up examples. Someone starts bringing up something that happened in a different time. Nope. Sorry. Don't want to talk about it. I'm not going to be drawn in. That's you. That's you fishing. That's you fishing for a fight. And that's not the goal of this conversation. The goal of this conversation is to create an outcome that, that gets us both fed, you know? That's great. Well, we are at that place. We're out of time here, Dr. Ritter. I know the listeners want to find out more about you. Hey, we just covered a few moments of your, of your pillar trust. You got three more pillars that they need to find more out about. They need to sit in one of your workshops. How can they find out more about your events and, and get in touch with you? Yeah, well, if you want to see all my updates, connect with me on LinkedIn. So that's just Dr. Benjamin Ritter. I post a ton on there. But if you really want to find out more about my coaching services, I got my media. I got media posts up there. This podcast will be posted up there. I got my podcast. Uh, go to liveforyourselfconsulting.com or if you can't remember, live for yourself. Just do LFY. LFYconsulting.com. It's simple. Type it in your web browser, explore a little bit. And if you like what you see, schedule some time with me. That is awesome. And for our listeners, we'll include that in the show notes. I want to just thank Dr. Benjamin Ritter for joining us today on the podcast. Great tidbits. Please do me a favor. Share this podcast with your friends and family. I know they can do some takeaways like I have. And then go to wherever you're listening to this podcast. Leave us an honest review and rating. Those really help podcast shows. Dr. Ritter has his own podcast show. Check that out. Reach out to me at buildcs.net. You can see what we're offering. You can email me at brianb at buildcs.net. Hey, give me a phone call, 863-800-9658. Got a lot going on. We have launched the Voices for Leadership community. You can check that out at vflcommunity.com. We'll include all this in the show notes. Thanks for listening today. Remember to build yourself and then build others. Want to learn how to build yourself and build your team? Visit www.buildcs.net and learn about Brian's programs, special offers, and more. Build yourself and then build others.